Hello, my name is Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And today, I've got a special one for you. We're going to talk about three main ways to convert and convince and get sales. Yes, we're going to be talking about the three major things that get people emotional, desiring your services, desiring your solutions, and closing that deal. You're going to get all those tips coming to you after this short break. And we're back. But before we begin this podcast, I want to send a special thank you to all of those who have subscribed to this podcast. And yes, if you've been listening to one or two or heck, even more than 10 episodes and you haven't done so, go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And I want to send a special thank you message for those of you who have left me a review. And for those who haven't, go ahead and do it. Not only does it help me know that you're enjoying this podcast, it helps make sure that other people can enjoy it too. So thank you in advance for that. Now let's get into today's episode. So one of the things that I've been learning because this is a, this is a learning process. Like I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've got it all figured out. Like I'm one of the things that I've been learning more and more and more is the power of language and is the power of copy. And you know, I was just mentioning on Twitter the other day, like if there is anything that I wish I could just hit the rewind button and just go back to, is I wish I would have spent more time learning how to perfect my copy and like inadvertently I'm kind of perfecting my copy all the time through Twitter so if you don't follow me on Denise G. Lee go ahead and follow me there because I'm always posting like little tidbits and advice about how you can grow your business but I digress (laughs) one of the things again it's just the power of copy and for those who are kind of new and unfamiliar to business basically copy is me is more or less the written words that you use to convey an image, a message, and ultimately persuasion. Like think about when you go to um, go to the mall, or I guess in the era of COVID, we're not going to the mall anymore. But let's say like you're going online and you're thinking about buying a dress and think about the, the dresses, the description that says sensual, smooth as silk, hip-hugging, redefining your waist, you know, asset booster, you know, versus something that will just cover your body. Think about how those simple little tweaks in the language can make a heck of a difference in terms of the image that they want to convey. Because look, people, including myself, we're, yeah, we need clothes. Yeah, we need food. Yeah, we need certain things, right? But we're also looking for a, a picture in our mind about what what we're looking for and what our solution is. And so that's why we're going to be talking about content tips that will really drive home that visualization that yes, your service, yes, your product has the solution that people need right now. Okay, tip number one is to make your content tangible. And so what I mean by that is, and I was giving the example about that dress. Think about exactly what, you know, the woman is looking for, your target client 
um, it's really searching like the knee behind the knee. And so if you haven't done so already, I would highly encourage you to take a moment and write out your customer, your ideal customer avatar. What's their wants? What's their needs? What do they get up and just start thinking about? What are, what is the things that just drive them crazy? What are the things I picture, like what they can picture is pleasure. And if you haven't done so, make that moment very crystal clear in your mind. Like, okay, if I could really give my ideal client, that nirvana, that moment where they're like, oh, thank you. Like you've taken away that pain. Yes, you've made my life easier. Yes, you've made life simpler for me. Like this is what it looks like in real terms. I think about like, for example, this is just a really stupid example, but it's going to drive home a really good point is that I'm always finding myself looking for flowers like I think about a lot of the things like around my house specifically, I'm kind of like looking at my office and I see there's so many flowers, like flowers, like peonies and you know, tulips and roses, but just flowers, 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 flowers. And the reason for me, why I've always been obsessed with flowers, it just dawned on me, is that for me, it represents serenity and calm. It represents tranquility. It represents like, you know, a little daintiness, a little sophistication, because that's what I'm seeking. That's my pleasure. And so for you, if you, let's say you're selling any kind of product to me, right? It's going to appeal to me as a customer if you talk about daintiness and delicacy and serenity and calm, because that's ultimately what I'm seeking, I'm seeking to feel that serenity, that tranquility. And it just makes total sense like where I would be interested in going to like like a forest or spas or just anywhere that kind of exemplifies the image of tranquility. And that's why, again, it's so important why you need to start thinking about what drives your client or your, you know, your customer to like that that calm moment where like, they're like, ah, like the clouds open up and they're just really feeling good about that place, that happy place that they want to be. My question to you is what is your client's happy place? Where is your client feeling the most satisfied? And if you can make that, visualize that, that means a lot. And you can do it a lot of ways. You can do it obviously through the power of words, kind of like what I'm doing. Like imagine if you were like at home and no one was bothering you and you were able to just work in peace and imagine you had the time to um, tackle all those projects because we've got a grand, a great daycare service so that you know your, your kids are taken care of while you can tend to the things that matter most to you. Like for example, or perhaps like your pleasures, imagine you fulfilling your, your wildest calling to be adventurous. And that's why you need to take this trip to Bahamas right now, because you are young and you can enjoy the best part of you. And imagine you just feeling fit and strong and you'll be able to enjoy this, that trip. There's so many different ways to spin it verbally or visually. Visually is a powerful, powerful tool. I'll never forget. I was just going on, what, what, what was it? TripAdvisor or, or one of those places or Expedia. And there was this video 
No, let me, let me, let me clarify, I'm sorry. It was through TripAdvisor, yes. It was specifically about TripAdvisor. And I didn't know this. On TripAdvisor, you can follow different people. You can follow um, like certain things that people are doing and seeing. And there was this young lady, um, I'll never forget this, um, on, on TripAdvisor, and she was just she was just around the world, literally, you know, just doing different things and um, traveling around. And what caught me was the way she captured her videos, where she would zoom in on just something innocuous, and then she would pan, like, zoom out the camera so that you saw this beautiful surrounding. Or she would have these, like, pictures from her far away, like, either laying on the beach or kind of admiring, like, this beautiful background in the distance. And in that moment, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be in the beach. Or I wanted to be looking at, you know, um, the fields in Dublin. You know, I wanted to enjoy the same scenery that she was enjoying because there was a power of visualization. So that's another way you can paint that picture visually where you don't even have to say a word. You can just literally show that landscape, show that vision of them relaxing or feeling calm or feeling enjoying themselves, doing what they really love. Again, people, like, they're falling into one or two like realms is that they're always seeking pleasure or avoiding pain. And if you can focus on that, that can really bring out that desire. I'm like, oh yes, I know that you, Jody, you, Amy, you, Bob, you, Clyde, whoever is listening, that you can provide that solution for them because you've made it so crystal clear in their mind that you understand what they really want and you can be able to provide it. Before we move on to the next tip, I would, again, highly encourage you to visit denisegelee.com. I've got a lot of great resources. Check out my offer um, section and specifically my contagious content where I talk with you about over 100 ways to generate some really good conversations because in order for us to sell, we need to understand what they want and what they need. And we can't sell something to no one who's listening. So check that out. Contagious Conversations, only $27? So cheap. Um, You can find it on denisegelee.com and um, you'll be able to listen to an audio as well as um, sample posts so that you can be able to start up real and authentic conversations with your audience. Okay, let's get back to it. Tip number two is focus on the big four. What are the big four you may be asking? Because this is really good. Okay. Money, time, relationships, and health. Now, all of these things are just really, really important, but in different ways. So we're going to break it all down for you. Okay. So money, okay, people don't really want money, okay, necessarily. I mean, it's nice to see these big numbers in a checking account, of course. But you know what really money represents for a lot of people? It represents options. It represents freedom. It represents versatility in terms of what they can and cannot do, which is, which is options, basically options is freedom, right? 
freedom. Freedom to either spend eight hours working at a job or perhaps working a half an hour at a job because you they have the ability to do other things. Money is what drives people to do some really interesting things from the good or bad. Sometimes money drives people to do really, really most often bad things. Um, but sometimes money can take people to do good things depending on if they know how to use it well. So if you're focusing on driving home that you will get money, but money for what? We're not having money for the sake of money. We're doing money for the sake of and be able to what pay down your debt, what money so that you can be able to help somebody else in need, help yourself, like really define what that money can do for people. Cause it's not enough to say you're going to get a bunch of money, right? What is, what can that money do for someone? And that actually brings me to time. Cause that's really another ish important thing for a lot of people. Like I think about myself, like as a mother, right? I'm, I'm a wife and a mother and I homeschool my son during the day, right? Alongside with my husband. But at night and pockets through the day, I can work on my business, right? And so my time is really, really precious and valuable to me. And so my question to you is, what is precious and valuable in terms of time from your deal, your, for your ideal client, for your ideal customer? Do they want more time so they can be able to spend time with their kids? Do they want more time so they can be able to work on their business? Do they want more time so they can enjoy their life at this season of their life, like whatever they're doing? Focus on what that time represents most to them. Because for a lot of people, time is a different thing. I mean, I'll never forget when I was like in my 20s. If you would have asked me, <laughs> I'm like laughing because it's so comical that I like reflect back and think about things. But what I'm saying is that when I was younger, in my 20s, my specifically in my mid-20s, I thought that I was incredibly busy. I was working a full-time job at the Census Bureau. I was, you know, I was trying to learn Spanish and, you know, I was volunteering at a local newspaper and I was do, trying to build my personal training business. And I thought I was so busy. I was overwhelmed, busy, right? Crazy, crazy, busy, you know? But now, like 10 years later, I'm like thinking to myself, like, girl, you didn't even know what busy is. You don't even know what busy is. And I especially think about, um, six weeks postpartum when I, after my child was born and just having like at best four or five hours of sleep and then seeing my clients and then making sure that I was cooking food for my family and then, you know, just cleaning up the little best that I could in between of seeing my clients. And it was just, it put things in perspective. So when you're thinking about like talking about time, Time for who? Time for what? Because that will really make the difference. And that, that kind of ties into relationships. Relationships for a lot of people are just like the cornerstone to how they live their lives. And relationships fall into so many areas. Relationships with your romantic, right? Relationships with your family. Platonic relationships with your friends. Relationships with your boss. Like people that you have to interact with. For some people, relationships are everything. I, I'll never forget this one girl, and I remember like when I was working at a, a job um, many moons ago, and it 
she needed everyone to like her. I mean, everyone. Even if somebody didn't smile the right way, like if she gave her somebody a gift, like, you know, she would pay cookies all the time, like every other month, and she would just leave all these cookies, and anyone just said anything even slightly bad about her cookies, for example, like she would spaz out. She's like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. No one likes my cookies. No one likes my cookies. Like, I'm, I'm just showing you as a very crazy example of, for some people, just that satisfaction and having people like them and having people respond carefully, like, not respond carefully, but respond like positively to what they have to say, like means the sun and the moon and the stars, like everything, freaking everything, right? So do not downplay the value that some people have for relationships. And if you can like picture like how important that is for somebody, then you can be able to sell that. Like for example, with this tool that you offer, right, you'll be able to have less conflicts, less drama, less stress, less anxiety, more camaraderie, more happiness, right? Because you'll be able to understand exactly what matters most in their world in terms of their community, in terms of like who they need to outreach, so think about that. Think about exactly like the importance um, that has to your ideal client. And lastly, let's talk about health. You know, health is wealth. You may have heard that expression. And so what it means that, you know, what, what matters to them, and especially if you've had health problems, that like once you've had a health crisis, it puts everything into total perspective. It takes every everything to really matter the most about like how they how they what food they put in their body right the things they put on their skin the things they drink the rest like how they manage their stress I've had you know many I wouldn't call it health crises but I've had little mini scares you know throughout my life and every single moment really made me realize that how finite my time was and how I needed to really follow my dreams and follow what I was doing. And, and that's kind of like what brings me to work as a business coach is because I knew back then that I was settling for less. I was settling for not a lot of opportunities into what I could do because I would just, I wanted to crave that security. But for me, that security actually hindered my health because it was all about, well, I just need this health insurance, right? So like I can pay for my bills, right? But I'm, I'm feeling stressed and anxious to pay all these therapy bills, to pay all this stuff because I'm in a crappy job that I hate. And for me, real health, real mental health and clarity came when I just stopped tying my success and tying my, my, like what matters most to feeling secure. So you need to really pinpoint and think about that, not just for yourself, but for your clients. And, and while I'm here talking about your, yourself, I want to just dive in a little bit deeper because this really needs to be explained. For a lot of you guys, who are listening, and this is the honest to God truth, okay? For a lot of you guys who have been listening, is that 
you have been wanting to kind of learn through osmosis, learn through free courses, learn through free fill-in-the-blankers, and never really wanting to spend the time or the money to dig deep and understand what you are doing in business and why you're doing business and how you can help in business. One of the self-discovery moments that I had was through my coach. Um, She really taught me a lot about who I was as a person and what really mattered to me. So I'm not saying don't listen to me, okay? I'm not saying stop listening to this podcast. What I'm saying is that there will come a point, maybe today, maybe next week, who the heck knows, right? But there will come a point where you're going to sit there and realize I need to step this up because I really value my business, myself, and my future, and I just can't do this passively. I need to put myself in the driver's seat and really take charge. So for you, this moment, this aha moment, again, like it may come today. I don't know. It's all on you. But you when when you're trying to deal with a client or a prospective client, but you're not honest with yourself, it's, it's just a bad mismatch. So always continue to work on improving yourself mentally about what you want, what you need, and how, how you can strengthen yourself. And that brings me to tip number three is overcoming objections. Sometimes the biggest objection is the objection that you have within yourself, actually. A lot of times... We say we want to grow our business. We say we want to just do certain things differently, but our fears block us. And if our fears block us, we can't have a strong message to overcome the objections because the objections from other people from buying your product or service. So I just want to be really clear that before we start addressing objections, the reason why people don't want to buy your product or service, you have to ask yourself, take a moment and sit back and ask yourself, am I ready for success? Am I ready for prosperity? Am I ready to achieve that next level? And if you're not feeling that deep in your heart, like I'm ready for this, I'm ready for this next level stuff, then you can't address the objections. The reason why people say I'm not ready for you is because on some subconscious level, they notice that you don't believe in you. Does that make sense? Does that make sense that sometimes we all need to kind of kick ourselves in the butt and ask ourselves what we really need to do differently to make ourselves feel attractive. And and then once we feel more attractive, we can easily write out all the reasons why someone would object. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I have heard of people with ease selling $500 coaching programs. I've seen people at ease selling $5,000 coaching programs. It's really about you position yourself as I am selling a solution. This is a no brainer. This is going to help you reach your goals. Are you in? Or are you out? That's just the fact. And this is not you giving me money. This is about you investing into yourselves. Making sure, making clear that people understand that I've invested a lot to make sure that you have everything that you need to succeed through this product or service 
will be a game changer. Trust me. Instead of saying, well, this is a limited, I've never been one of those people who go into like that sleazy sales mood. Like this is a limited offer only available five, 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 get it for now for $5 or whatever, you know, whatever pricing. And it just feels like a, like a, like a pressure cooker, like a, like a sales pressure cooker. And it makes you feel anxious and worried. Like, Oh my gosh, I really need this. I really need to get this out. And it's coming that energy. That energy is toxic because you and I both know how yucky it feels to be pressured into doing something that they're not ready to do. Right? So when I, Overcoming objections is really not, again, overcoming objections that the other person says, but rather in your heart, in your soul about your level of confidence and selling, okay? Once you tackle that beast within yourself, then you will be able to promote your products with confidence and with ease. Oh. That is it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you got any questions or comments, I'm like, hey, Denise, I just, I got, can you follow up a little bit more on one thing or another? Send me a message at hello at denisegelee.com. Go ahead and check out my website, denisegelee.com. I've got lots of resources. Again, go ahead, check out what I mentioned, the contagious conversations on that courses section on my website. But in the meanwhile, I want you to know that you are capable of doing so many things. You are capable of just this, just everything that you wouldn't even think is possible. Believe in yourself, believe in your ability to sell, and great things will happen. Thank you again for listening. Take care and be awesome.